When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Dancing queen, that is me dancing right off the pickleball courts where I froze my tookish off this morning uh, right here into uh, my studio and with you for the next three hours here on 98.7 ESPN. Boy, is it, it's beautiful out, but boy, is it chilly. Um, we've got Harvey and Joe producing the show this morning. Gentlemen, good morning. Good morning. How are you? We are good. We're rolling. We haven't seen the sun out yet because we're stuck in indoors, but it's going I'm good. sorry. I'm sorry. That's right. There's no are. windows. You know, I, I, I am. I, I, I totally, I totally forgot that. Well, it's, it's, it's absolutely beautiful. out. It's going to be beautiful for the next few days. Uh, really, the entire week, it's supposed to be gorgeous. Uh, highs in the, and not that I'm a meteorologist, but highs in the uh, the 40s, 45, something like that. Lows uh, in the high 30s at night. So um, yet again, right, guys? I mean, an, another winter that wasn't a winter. And I granted, I know we still have February, March to get through. But nonetheless, I, I mean, you know, the past two winters have been extremely mild. Haven't we been blessed? We're not in the woods just yet, I would say. Okay, I know. But for the most part, it was cold. I mean, by now, like, this I've been up here for, I think I'm going on like 14 years. Oh my God. I can't believe it. Um, and like, I remember when I first moved up here. So understand, like, so I'm from Miami, right? I'm from Miami. And so we have hurricane parties when a hurricane is and of course a hurricane that's like a hurricane one or a hurricane two anything over a hurricane two like if it's a hurricane three four five we're like you know we're, we're thinking about getting the hell out of dodge but if it's like a hurricane one or two you know we're we're hosting hurricane parties like you know businesses shut down you got to go out there you get water milk toilet paper all the things and we're like all right who's hosting the party so I come here and like snowstorm, same thing, different element, but same thing. All right, who's hosting this? And I typically, I would always end up, you know me, I'm the hostess with the mostest. I'd always end up hosting the snow, the snow in party, um, movies, food, wine, all the things like I haven't done that in years. But when I first moved here, I was doing it at least three times a year. We'd have like a horrible snowstorm. People would come here and spend like three days. I'd have people sleeping on my floors. It was a blast. But I haven't done that in, in years now. Don't you like don't you agree? Like we haven't had a like we haven't had like a, a horrible snowstorm in like a good two to three years. I'll take it. If it's like this. Yeah, I'll take I, I listen, I'll take it as well. It's just, you know, global warming, it, it is a thing. Yes. Regardless of your political affiliation, uh, and we don't get political here on Sports Talk Radio, I'm just saying, like, it, it is a thing. Uh, hence why some of the most wealthiest people in the world are investing in property in, in Detroit, Michigan, because they feel at the end of the day, Detroit, Michigan, in the next 20 to 25 years is going to feel like South Beach. But anyway, um, enough with that. Uh, we've got a lot going on today, and I'm excited about the show. Uh, we've got a plethora of guests so buckle up. Um, you've got a Knicks team that all they do is win, 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 no matter what. Do we have that song, by the way? Can we pull that? Can we pull that song? Like whenever we talk about whenever we talk about the Knicks, I think we have to play that that hook. You agree? We do. <laughs> you do. You do have that clip, or you do agree, or both, Harvey. Hopefully it's both. I'm gonna go with both win, just win, for the fun win, of it. No matter what. So every time, yeah. But we just we have to get we have to just get that clip. Win, 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 no matter what. Yeah, we gotta just get it up. Woo! Here we go. Up. 
And they stay there. And they stay there. Yeah, we need to like we like we just need we need I just wanna like if you can edit the, the little clip that says all we do is win, win, win no matter what. And every time I say the word Knicks, you just play that. I think it could be a thing. I think it could get catchy. I think yeah, I think things can catch on to that. Because that's all they do is win. They've won nine straight games, seven straight at home. They're looking for ten, which if I believe uh will tie a NBA record for the season, most consecutive wins this season. So that's what the Knicks are looking to do tonight against the Lakers. If you're heading to the Garden, um, I'm sure you're hoping that LeBron James and AD play. I had this discussion with somebody the other day. Like, if you're in the NBA, whether you're a coach, a player, like, and you're looking at your schedule, don't you look and you're like, the Garden isn't a place for load management, Right? Like, it's the garden. It's New York City. Like, don't you feel like, uh, all right, like, Detroit. Like, use Detroit for load management. Don't use New York. Uh, right? You agree with me? They play harder than every, any team in the league right now. They're going to go for the 10th straight win. Even No, I understand that. I, I understand all of that. What I'm saying is teams that come here, and again, I don't, like, you know, is is you know how how injured are LeBron and AD or is it load management? You know what I mean? Like, I just I I don't know. I just feel like if if I'm a coach, if I'm a general manager, if I'm a player, and I know that I'm going to the Garden and I'm going to be playing against the Knicks at the Garden, I'm gonna. That's not the game that I'm going to use load management. That's not the game that I want to take a night off. It finally that's, that's means something point. again. That's my point. That's my point. And right? Nick fans should celebrate that because for how long was it? Yeah. The exact the exact uh, opposite. Oh, we're going to yep. the, the garden. I might be able to put exactly. up 50 points, but it's not going to really mean anything cuz the Knicks are garbage. Exactly. Exactly. So, um I'm excited for this game tonight. Uh I'll definitely be watching uh if you're heading to the garden. Win, 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 no matter what. Oh, I love it. Um, uh, if you're going to the garden, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a little jelly, not going to lie. Uh, should be a good game. And again, hoping that, uh, that LeBron and AD or one or the other are active and attractive. We will see Moke Hamilton, who I love joining us on the program whenever the NBA does become, uh, more relevant, which is usually after the NFL season. And and really after March Madness, that's for sure. Which, by the way, you got UNC and Duke going at it later on. So how about that? You got the Knicks going up against the Lakers here in our own backyard. And then you've got, at 6.30, you've got UNC and Duke going at it. Um, this will be the 49th time. This is interesting. This is the 49th time that UNC and Duke will face each other when they are both ranked in the top 10. The 49th time. Tells you how good those two programs are. So you've got both those games later on tonight. I've got to play for you in that UNC game, so stay tuned for that. I'll share that with you. Um, but again, Moke Hamilton is going to join us on the program around 12.30 this afternoon to preview uh, that matchup against the Lakers and, uh, and just to talk some NBA in general. So excited to have him on. And then coming our way at 1 o'clock, a uh, very dear friend of mine, Steve Verderosa, former Giants scout, is going to join us. Uh, and this is going to be a very special segment. Not sure, you know, again, this is Sports Talk Radio, so I know we don't talk a lot about pop culture, um, but there's a very special woman. Uh, her name is Kat Janice, and uh, I had the pleasure of meeting her through Steve Verderosa, and she has been battling cancer for a while now. And so she was here in, so Steve Verderosa was here in New York and I was meeting him and his, his lovely wife for dinner. And he, and he, and he texted me and he said, Hey, we have some family members that are in town as well. Do you mind if they join us? And I said, no, of course not, not at all. And so this wonderful, beautiful human uh, named Kat Janice and her mother uh, joined us at dinner. We went to Keen's right around the corner from the garden. Uh, one of my favorite restaurants, by the way. And uh, best prime rate I've ever had. And, um, and she was just coming um, out of chemotherapy from Sloan Kettering. 
And she sat down and she was just like, first of all, no hair, no eyebrows, but as beautiful as ever. I mean, just a, a beautiful, like, mod, like model woman, like could model, could just like walk right out of Sloan Kettering and go model somewhere. Um, but sat down and just did not skip a beat and just was um, lovely and vibrant and... Uh, wonder, and I just sat back and going, I can't believe that this woman just left Sloan Kettering with chemotherapy and she's sitting here at the table and she's this charismatic and wonderful. Um, and I just knew that she was very special. Anyway, now fast forward and um, she has a rare form of cancer. She's in hospice right now, um, but she has, and she's a singer songwriter and she wrote this song called Dance You Out of My Head. And, um, it is now top 40 on the billboards, number one on TikTok, number one in Australia and the rights to the song she has signed over to her son, Lauren, um, because she is going to pass. So the whole story is unbelievable. It's taken the country by storm. I feel absolutely blessed that I had an opportunity to meet her. So um, I thought it'd be great uh, to have Steve Verderos on. We could talk to Steve about the Super Bowl and, and who his picks are. And as we get closer, of course, the combine and all the things that we would talk to a former giant scout about, along with his family member, Kat Janice, who I was blessed to cross paths with at some point in time. So excited to have Steve on with us at one o'clock. Uh, we'll hear from Cynthia Freeland as always uh, each and every Saturday. Uh, we'll get her, <laughs> poor girl. Um, of course, if you know anything about Cynthia, huge Detroit Lions fan. I don't know about you. I, this is my first time really. Oh, I had my, uh, gambling show on last night, but this is my first time like back on Saturday and Sunday, obviously since the AFC and NFC championship games, don't get me wrong. Like, obviously I'm going to watch the Super Bowl. I'm going to have a Super Bowl party. I'll have, I don't know, 10, 15 people over here. It'll be fun. We'll be watching obviously all the things gambling on every little thing. But I really wanted the Ravens and the Lions. That's what really, and, and, and if, if you guys recall, I think Joe, I think Joe, you were producing last Sunday. I don't think Harvey was, but like I picked the Lions on the money line. I thought the Lions were, were, would beat the 49ers outright. And I was feeling really good about that play at the half. That's for sure. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, obviously a, a number of people, including me, had the Ravens beating the Kansas City Chiefs. So, Again, I, I don't, I'm not poo-pooing the Super Bowl. Um, I'm sure it's going to be great. Just not the two teams that I was anticipating, unfortunately. And unfortunately for, for Cynthia Freeland, because she's a huge, she's from Detroit, the Detroit area, and she's a huge Detroit Lions fan. So uh, we'll talk to her uh, about the Super Bowl and, and what she's expecting uh, in regard to game script and, and how she thinks this is all going to play out. And of course, as always, it's Saturday, so we have uh, Joe Wiz, who's joining us. Oh, and also I forgot, uh, Nick Wagner, who covers the 49ers. Uh, he's going to join us on the program as well one, as one, at 1.30. So It's so funny. There's so many people out there who think that I, quote-unquote, hate Brock Purdy. I'm going to say this yet again, okay? Um, there's very few things in life that I, quote-unquote, hate, okay? Um, I don't hate Brock Purdy. In fact, I think his story is pretty phenomenal. Like, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see it like on Disney plus at some point in time, I don't hate Brock Purdy. I just, I think he is a product of a system that many quarterbacks in the NFL would thrive under if given the opportunity, top five offensive line, best offensive weapons in the NFL that he's working with and a top notch defense that puts him in great field position each and every time. Like, I don't think people realize that when you only have to go 50 or 60 yards, as opposed to a hundred or 80, that's a huge difference because less times than not, you are on third and long, especially when you've got a guy like Christian McCaffrey, who's back there, who's putting you in second in three, second in four situations. Uh, very seldomly is Brock Purdy in third and long situations. Uh, that's where quarterbacks obviously get in trouble, right? Because then teams blitz and uh, we know the whole deal. So my, my point is, I think the Brock Pur Purdy story is fantastic. I don't, I, I don't hate how, why would I hate him? I don't hate Brock Purdy. Um, I just, I just, the, the, the whole, like the whole love fest for him, I, I think is, is, 
um, uh, what's the word I should use for this? Um, unnecessary um, or um, irrelevant or I'm trying to think of the word I want to use and it's not coming to me, but there's at least, there's at least 10, if not 12 quarterbacks in the NFL that if we're put in this situation, in this system with this head coach slash offensive coordinator, this offensive line, these weapons, this defense, all the things um, would, would have as much success, if not more. So, um, that's, that's, that's my take. But again, love the story. Love the story. It's pretty amazing. Um, but there are other guys on that 49ers team that are more deserving of an MVP discussion than Brock Purdy. That's for sure. 800-919-3776. We come back. Uh, we've got T. Joe and Richard. They want to chime in. Uh, let's talk some, let's talk some Knicks. As again, all they do is enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured... It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Let's go to Stewart in Westchester. He says, no way other quarterbacks succeed like Purdy can. I, what's what's your thought process behind that, Stuart? I need it. First of all, I love you to death, but come on, Brock. Nobody else would be able to do what he does. I mean, you try you try to plug in Jalen Hurts. Look at him. He has a similar team, and he became a bust. He broke down. Look at Lamar. Lamar broke down. I think that Brock is just calm. He's sort of like what's the girl in Dream Girls. He doesn't have no personality, so to speak. He's quiet. You don't see him. He's not exciting. He's there. He's a team guy. He listens. Shanahan don't want no headaches, so that's why he's not. That's why he's the perfect fit. Okay. Well, um, I uh, thank you for your phone call. I respectfully disagree. Um, I like in just looking around the league. Um, in regard to who I think could fit in there and and do well. Um. Wouldn't be surprised if Minshew could fit in there and do well. Um, Russell Wilson. Um, Derek Carr. Um, Murray. Again, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm looking at all the teams right now. Geno Smith. Um, Baker Mayfield. Um, Kirk Cousins. I even think Daniel Jones, believe it or not. I, I know I know a lot of people here in, in New York are all down on Daniel Jones, but I even think Daniel Jones would actually perform even better. Uh, let's go to Brian in Milbourne. Brian, you're up. Hey, how you doing, Nita? Um, Great, Saturday welcome show. in. Hey, um, last week I called, you know, we had an argument, we had a, a, a discussion about my 49ers and the Lions, and you said, hey, you know, if they win, I eat crow. I don't care how it got done. We won. Now, for you to sit there and say Baker Mayfield would look like that in that offense, 
Come on, Nita. 17 points down in the NFC Championship game. I respect you may not respect them, or you may not. Brian, uh, Brian, 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 do you understand? Down. Brian, Come on, Nita. Brian, wait. Brian, do you understand that Baker Mayfield was went in the, not only in the first round, but the number one pick? Who cares? He suck. He sucks. <laughs> Brian, you are, Brian, you are, you Brian, you are talking about Brian, you are talking about a quarterback that that 31 teams passed up on him several times. Do you understand that? There's a reason there's a reason for that. You think you put Brock let me ask you this, Brian. You think you put Brock Purdy in that Tampa Bay offense and he's even gonna take them to the playoffs? Brian, you really think that? You're fooling yourself, dude. You're now, fooling you yourself. Say, bro, you, you gonna say you say you say Baker better than Brock Murk. Come on, Nita. You serious? I'm you deadly serious. I'm deadly Come on, serious. Man. You can't be serious. You can't be serious. Come on, How am I not serious? You just don't like Brock Purdy. You really just don't like Brock no, Purdy. That's, that's what it is. Because you that can't is see not his gifts. It and is you not can't it. see his gifts. He's super smart and he, Yeah, uh, yeah, that is. Brian, I swear it day. is. Yeah, you got it, Brian. It is it is not that. What 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 would I have against Brock Purdy? What what would I have against Brock Purdy? You take Brock Purdy and you put him in that Tampa Bay offense. There's no way he takes that Tampa Bay offense to the postseason. You you take Baker Mayfield and you put Baker Mayfield in that 49ers offense, I guarantee you. I guarantee you they'd be where they are right now. Let's go to Aton in Riverdale. Aton, welcome in. Anita, you Anita, you hang on strong. You are 100% <laughs> right. I mean, Thank you. Uh, don't Thank let you. anybody bully you. Don't uh, let anybody bully you. You uh, you hang on strong. There are two statistics that any two things that everyone has to wonder. They don't win if that big long 50-yard pass which he underthrew by the way isn't tipped in the air. He has no arm. It's not that he does. It's not like Joe Montana, who didn't have a really good arm. He has no arm, number one. And number two, and this is, he's not particularly accurate. Uh, he is accurate as it pertains to the offense, what they're calling, but he's not a particularly accurate passer. Look at his uh, 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 percentage against the Packers. And the biggest thing, and the one nobody's talking about, is when Debo Samuel and Trent Williams were out for three weeks, he did nothing. Nothing. And that, should say everything. Yep, yep, I know. I've said it before. Thank you for your phone call. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, Trent Williams out, uh, Debo Samuel out, Christian McCaffrey not 100%, uh, and they went 0-3. 800 Let's go to T-Joe, calling him from Montreal. Oh, hi. Hey, how are you doing, Anita? <laughs> I'm great, thank you. Okay, listen, man. Uh, by the way, we love American football in Montreal. Don't worry about it. But here's my thing, because I've been hearing you talk down Brock Purdy. Uh, I don't like it. Uh, I think the Chiefs are going to win the game, but I think it's going to be a very tight one, though. Uh, so where should I put my money in? The the spread or money line. Um, listen, take the, the the difference and thank you for your phone call. Uh, the difference in regard to getting two, it's up to two right now, and the money line, uh, not a really big difference. So I would take the two. Um, but I, I do believe Kansas City wins uh, this Super Bowl. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Welcome back to 98.7 ESPN. Anita Marks with you on this beautiful Saturday afternoon. And Mo Hamilton joins us now, as he always does when we talk NBA. Uh, first things first, happy birthday, Mo. What an oh, exciting <laughs> What an exciting day for you, right? And and how awesome. So your daughter was born on your birthday. So you guys are oh, celebrating yeah. together. Is that correct? Oh, my God. Yeah, you're, you're just the best. Like, you're the best. So her, she was due on my birthday, the third. Uh, but she actually gave me one last birthday to celebrate on my own. So she, she oh. came a little late. She was born the fifth. But it just so happens that's a Monday. So we're celebrating today. So, yeah, we have, like, the joint thing kind of going on a little bit today. I love it. I love it. Well, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to your beautiful daughter, your family. Um, you know, we love having you on here on 98.7. So what does that make you? What are you? Are you a Aries? What are you? Uh, <laughs> I'm an Aquarius. I thought you were asking Aquarius. my age. I was like, like no, oh, no, 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 never, never ask that, the age. <laughs> that, you, you will never, you will never find me asking about age. That's for sure. Um, all right, let's dive into it. This Knicks team, very interesting, Moke, right? Like when the OG trade happened, and I think last time you won, we were talking about this. Like, I, like I'd say, and, and I went, I went on the radio. I, I'd say that it was a mixed bag. I'd say it was like 50-50. Knicks fans calling in. This is a horrible trade. This is the worst trade. We gave up too much. This is ridiculous. They don't know what they're doing. And then the other half was like, I kind of like this. Let's see how it goes. So it was 50-50. Yeah. Now we've got to imagine everybody's in, right? Like, like talk talk about what this trade has done and what has been the biggest difference uh, with OG now, you know, in this rotation, in this lineup on the hardwood. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. So we did talk about it a little while ago, Anita. The way that I felt about it and just kind of gauging the pulse of the fans that I interact with, I think that everyone thought that OG fit as a piece. Those that were disappointed or upset with the trade or what have you just felt like the Knicks kind of overpaid a little bit, you know? And part of that was because of the attachment and the love that they had for two homegrown talents, Emmanuel Quickly and R.J. Barrett. So I think that that's uh, kind of how some some people felt. Those that didn't like the trade, it was just a, a steep price to pay. But you certainly can't argue with the results at this point, right? So Knicks enter play on Saturday the 3rd, which is an awesome day, by the way. They enter play on Saturday the 3rd with the longest win streak in the league, going for 10th, 10 in a row against LeBron and Anthony Davis at the Garden tonight, assuming those two guys will be able to uh, suit up for the game. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's impossible to argue with the results. And, you know, the way that this team now all of a sudden has pieces that fit together uh, they're a team that defends. They're a team that's really, really tough, both physically and mentally. And I think they proved that against the Pacers, being severely shorthanded, trailing for the majority of that game, but still managing to pull it out. It's really difficult to argue with the results. And Nick fans should be really excited by what they're seeing from this team at this point. So, uh, yeah, I think right now it's, it's, it's hard to be unhappy if you're a Nick fan, even if you are missing RJ and Emmanuel quickly. Yeah, you know, it's it's I'm I'm gonna use an analogy here, and I, I say this about um uh the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. Like Lamar Jackson is a really phenomenal, obviously, athlete and and I think quarterback, even though of course um, you know, maybe his his uh his image took a dip because he couldn't get them to the Super Bowl, but nonetheless, I, I commend the organization for uh, the way that they utilize him, you know? So, you know, o OG has been, you know, was, was good in Toronto, but, you know, obviously he comes here to the Knicks. Now we're talking about him winning defensive player of the year. So don't you feel we need to give credit where credit's due uh, in regard to Tibbs, in regard to the Knicks and how they're utilizing him? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's fair. You know, a player having the talent is really only half the battle in the NBA, right? Like people have to be put in situations and circumstances and rotations 
in which they fit. Right. Right. So exactly. Like the talent, exactly. Yeah. The, yeah. The talent is really only half the battle. So uh, for sure. I mean, Tibbs, Tibbs deserves credit. Um, OG deserves credit, not only for uh, playing his game, but playing it effectively. And also for just coming to New York and kind of kind of relaxing and allowing things to fall into place and allowing the game to come to him, you know? And a lot of the time, I think what happens in the NBA, like these guys are human, right? So you find yourself with a new job, you find yourself with new uh, colleagues, and sometimes you go and you try to force a little too much, right? Like you try a little too hard to fit in. And we've seen that over the course of history, and OG has not allowed that to happen to himself. And he deserves even more credit for it when you figure, uh, when you think about his contract situation, right? Guy playing for a new contract, eager to show that he can contribute to a winning environment, but still not pressing too hard. So I mean, if you're if you're Tibbs and if you're the Knicks, you hope that he continues to kind of just galvanize that spirit and continue to play his game and continue to help you get some wins. Yeah. So uh, again, in, in in speaking to a number of Knicks fans, ah, oh, you know this trade now everybody's bought in and rightfully so. But only if, um, you know, he he continues, you know, obviously, you know, he continues to be on this roster for, you know, years to come. Um, do you, do you, and my response is, do you think the Knicks would have made this, this trade if they didn't anticipate that? Uh, you know, what's the likeliness that he's going to agree to a deal with the Knicks moving forward? I, I, I want to believe it's, it's pretty likely considering all that the Knicks gave up, right, Moke? Yeah, yeah, I think... Uh... I mean, I don't know that I would say that it's a foregone conclusion because this is the NBA and when guys hit the open market, you know, they're free to do whatever they want. But one of the the things that typically happen in a scenario like this is tampering and those kind of things. They really only exist as a charge when the front office of a team has impermissible contact directly with a player, Right. Um, or if there's some sort of handshake, wink, wink agreement between the front office and a player's agent, that can be proven. And that is not often the case in the NBA. But teams do uh, gauge the extent to which a player is interested in re-upping in a scenario like this. And when you consider the the close relationship between the Knicks front office and OG's representation, I think it's safe to say that the Knicks, for whatever reason, had a lot of confidence to believe that they would be able to re-sign OG when the time comes. And if they didn't have that kind of confidence, they, they probably would not have made the trade in the first place. Or if they did, I don't think they would have surrendered what was generally regarded as their two top player assets in R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel quickly for him. Him. So I think it's safe to say the Knicks are confident that they'll be able to re-sign OG when the time comes. And frankly, I'd be surprised if he wasn't wearing a Nick uniform when next season begins. Again, uh, Mo Hamilton joining us here on 98.7 ESPN, getting you ready for the Knicks and Lakers later on tonight. Uh, Tip-off is at 840. Uh, you'll be able to listen to that game right here on 98.7 ESPN. The Knicks, they've won nine straight games, seven straight at home, scoring 114 points per game, if not more, making 83% of their free throws in their last three games. Are you surprised that they're be they've been doing this well, even without Julius Randle, Moke? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I won't I won't lie to you. I won't lie to you and, and say no. And uh, I think part of it is that the depth. Uh, I mean, aside from Julius, right, OG is banged up. Uh, Quentin Grimes is banged up as well. Like it's not exactly like Tibbs is playing with a full deck, you know, and uh, you, you look at the minute that they've gotten from Precious Achua, you look at the minutes that they've gotten from Isaiah Hartenstein, right? Like, I think it's safe to say that in relatively short order, obviously in the case of Achua, these guys have shown you that they're actually better than we knew, right? And Hartenstein's same exact thing. It's to the point now where people are openly, I didn't even mention Mitchell Robinson, right? Like they're playing without Mitchell Robinson him for a while, obviously. Mm -hmm. But the point is, these guys are actually proving to be a little better than we knew them to be. So they deserve credit for that. You know, the front office deserves credit for 
perhaps seeing the diamond in the rough and going out and making the investment in those guys. But I mean, that's a really long way of answering your question, Anita, and saying, yes, I am surprised at the fact that this Nick team has really just epitomized the, the, the mantra of next man up. You know, like they haven't really skipped a beat. Um, they find themselves down in games and they continue to fight. And because they're gritty and because they're tough and because they defend and because they're led by a guy, Jalen Brunson, who has proven that he's an all-star in this league, they, they, they're, they're managing to win games. And it's just not an easy thing to do in today's NBA when every night it seems you're, you're playing talented teams, especially when you're defending Madison Square Garden. You know, I don't care who you are or where you play in the NBA, if you're in a losing situation or not. You're playing in the garden. You have a, a, an extra pep in your step. And that's something that haunts the Knicks at times because they end up getting the best efforts of visiting teams. And the Knicks have been effectively able to defend their turf and pull out some wins despite being shorthanded. So credit due to them. Should be a great game against LeBron and his Lakers tonight, assuming uh, the King is able, your favorite, the King, is able to take the court at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, not. Uh, the Lakers have lost six of their last <laughs> eight road games, um, making less than 65% of their free throws. Uh, they don't rebound the ball extremely well, especially uh, offensive rebounding, so they don't get a lot of second-chance opportunities. Um, listen, I, 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 and you're right, like, we don't know, like, will LeBron and or AD play? Uh, like, for me, I, I just don't think that the garden is where you utilize load management, right? Like, like I just don't, right. like, I, like, because to your point, Moak, right, it's the garden, right? Like, what are you doing? Um, I, I would love to see these two dudes play. Um, right now the Knicks are favored by six. Um, you know, if it is announced that they're not going to play, I can see this line going up to, to eight, maybe 10. If they do play, if it's announced that they do play, maybe it goes down to four, regardless whether they do or, or not, this is a Knicks team that just, they just don't know how to lose. So, um, I, I, I love the Knicks in this matchup tonight. What say you? Well, I mean, it's tough, you know, like if, if LeBron and AD are playing, I mean, I don't know if we're talking a spread, if we're talking a money line or what, but I will say, obviously, if LeBron and AD are playing, I think that I would lean toward the Lakers uh, just because LeBron and AD are going to be fired up for the game. They're going to come in knowing that the Knicks are on a season-high nine-game win streak that ties the longest win streak in the league this year. And I think the Lakers would like to be the team to end that streak and to stop the Knicks from getting to 10, which would be a season best in the league this year, right? So I think that the Lakers are going to be aware of those things. I think LeBron is going to be aware of those things. And I mean, like, let's be honest, LeBron James, for the entirety of his career, no matter what jersey he was wearing, has enjoyed being a bit of a thorn in the side of Knicks fans. All that combined with the fact that the Knicks are going to continue to be shorthanded without Julius Randle, uh, I don't know that I would like the Knicks in that scenario. And obviously, if LeBron and AD, if one of the two of them are unable to go, then I think I, I kind of side with you. Um, I think the Knicks, uh, you know, minus six would be a no-brainer. And even at minus eight or minus ten, I, I would still probably consider taking them on the point so for me it really all boils to whether LeBron and AD are able to play if LeBron is out there I'm probably taking the Lakers if AD is out there without LeBron it's a toss-up if both LeBron and AD are in there I'm probably definitely leaning toward the Lakers sorry Nick fans I'm sorry man but I just got to keep it real with you, you know no you got to keep it real really quick Mo, before we let you go and and go on to celebrate your birthday my friend um you know, we're getting closer to the trade deadline. Uh, you know, Stephen A. Smith earlier this week, uh, you know, threw out there that the Lakers should try to trade for LeBron James. No, 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 no. I don't want him on this team. Um, as we get closer to the trade deadline, I, like, this team and the chemistry is so good. Like, I guess two-part question. A, right now they're sitting third in the East. Um, 
with the team that you see constructed right now, how far do you think they'll go in the playoffs? And if you feel they do need to add somebody, give me two or three guys that you would like to see the Knicks go after as we get closer to the trade deadline. Yeah, so as they're currently constructed, uh, I think that the ceiling for this team is probably the Eastern Conference final, the ceiling for them, I would say, uh, mainly because, you know, I still think the Boston Celtics are are a bit ahead of the Knicks. I think the Bucks, you could probably make that same argument. The Sixers, I don't know that I would have put them above the Knicks even with a healthy Embiid. And now with Embiid's status questionable for the remainder of the season, you know, I think the Knicks uh, can fairly think of themselves as potentially being the, the second or third best team in the conference. Now, all that said, as they're currently constructed, I think that they're still a piece or two away. Uh, specifically when you get into a playoff series and you're, 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 facing a, a coach like an Eric Spolstra or even a Doc Rivers, let's say, a coach is going to be able to zero in on your team over the course of a seven-game series and find ways to neutralize some of their strengths. And I think the, the biggest need for the Knicks right now, you could use another reliable big guy, but I really think they need another playmaker. I think that they need another guy that is proven in the playoffs that when Jalen Brunson gets double teamed or when he's having an off night that you can rely on to make some plays for you and for the rest of your team. And I'm not sure that that player in particular is on the roster at this point, one that I can rely on. So when I think about potential targets for the Knicks, I look at teams that are in divest, in, that are looking to divest some of their veteran assets for some future assets. And I think those names are kind of out there. So Malcolm Brogdon out in Portland is obviously one. Uh, he's a guy who gets hurt a lot, unfortunately, but when he's healthy, one of the top available players out there on the market. Uh, Marcus Smart, I think, is another one. You know, Memphis is a team that suddenly finds itself looking at the prospect of a lottery pick. Um, they're thinking about their future with the Steven Adams trade that they just made. I certainly would kick the tires on a deal from Marcus Smart. And then you think about Kyle Lowry now in Charlotte, a good veteran point guard, one who has championship experience. If I'm the Knicks, he's a player that I certainly would keep my eyes on either on the buyout market or see if the Hornets would be willing to flip him for some assets. So if I'm the Knicks, those are the three guys that are really top of mind for me. And I also keep my eyes open for an opportunity to maybe add another big guy to help with my depth in the front court. But if they get either one of those two holes filled, I certainly think that they can think about the Eastern Conference final and, and maybe even more. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Playing a little pickleball this morning. Um, froze my, is it Tukish? I should know. I'm, I'm, I'm half Jewish. Tukish? Tukish? Something like that? Anyway. Uh, it's, it, it was, it was quite cold. 
Um, couldn't feel my hands, which obviously is an issue as I'm trying to sit there and use a, a paddle. Uh, but nonetheless, it was fun. 800-919-3776. Uh, let's, let's go to a few of your calls wanting to chime in on the Knicks. Exciting game tonight at the Garden. Let's go to Greg in Piscataway. Greg, welcome in. Anita, how are you? Great, thank you. Uh, uh, first off, Anita, I just want to say you rock. I've been following your, uh, your locks of the week. And um, if ever given the opportunity, I'll you about a while, my friend. Yeah. Well, Wimby hit his over three and a half blocks and steals last night. So uh, I'm, I'm too. No matter what. <laughs> so uh, getting to, to my point on the uh, on the Knicks, Anita. So number one, I don't want LeBron James for a couple reasons. One being he stuck his nose up at us his entire career. He, mm-hmm. he actually has, like like you said, kind of made a mockery of the Knicks and, and everything like that, which is fine. Um, so if, if given the choice, I'd much rather beat him and the whole thing with Leon Rose and uh, Rich Paul and all this other stuff. So it's kind of like them against us. But number two, I'd much rather get, you know, two or three pieces that can do what LeBron can do. I mean, no offense to him. He's 39 years old, so he's no spring chicken. So I think that the direction that they're moving in is sustainable success, which if you're – putting all your chips in the middle of the table for a 39-year-old great player. Don't get me wrong. I don't know if that's what they've been doing and the message that they've been sending. Listen, I I hear you. I think chemistry has a lot, and thanks for the phone call. I I feel like chemistry has a lot to do uh, with a team's success. And I just, like, a part of me, like, I just don't want to disrupt this. Knicks have a good thing going on, right? I don't want to disrupt it. Let's go to Richard in Manhattan. Richard, got to make it quick. What you got? Anita, before I get to my point, why are players called pieces? Because they're pieces of a puzzle. Oh, okay. To me, it's a little bit of objectifying, but that's okay. All right. As far as Mahomes, you would say Mahomes is the best quarterback in football now, correct? I, I think you could put him up there, yes. And one of the greatest of all time, you would say. At this very young age, yes. Okay, and the quarterback position in football is probably 30 to 40% of every position, correct? That's most important that you have the best quarterback that you can have. Is that correct? I, I think it's the most, most important position in all of sports. In any sport. Correct. In every right. sport. In any sport, yes. Yep, yep, yep. Now, would you say Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy is the 10th best quarterback in the NFL right now? No. You think he's better? No. So you think he's below 10? Okay, that even further enhances my point. So let's say we'll conservatively say Brock Purdy is the 15th best quarterback. So we have the 15th best quarterback going against the best quarterback. Now, I hope you can explain this to me. Why is San Francisco a two-point favorite? Have no, have no idea. Richard, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. I, I, I've been... Listen, uh, we're going to hear from Cynthia Freeland coming your way in the next hour as well. Um, I, I don't, I don't quite understand, but you know what? I'm not going to look. I, I'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth. I'll take it. I'll take Kansas City in the points. I'll take Kansas City on the money line. I'm going to use those two points, and I'm going to tease the Kansas City Chiefs up to plus eight. Thank you, thank you, the gambling gods. Thank you. Uh, I, I do want to set up our next hour here. Okay, because this is this is really really important to me and, and to the gentleman who's going to be joining us. Uh, coming up at the top of the one o'clock hour, a very dear friend of mine, Steve Verderosa, is going to be joining me. Steve Verderosa was a uh, giant scout for uh, almost forty, if not more, forty years. He's got an excellent book out. We'll find out more when he comes on. I met him through my time and my tenure uh, being a part of the Giants broadcast team, and him and I remain friends. Uh, he was in town visiting not too long ago. And uh, I was going to meet him and his lovely wife for dinner. And he texted me and he said, hey, we have some family members who are in town. Do you mind if they join us? And I was meeting him at Keen's Steakhouse right around the corner from the garden. I said, absolutely not. More the merrier. And so this wonderful human being named Kat Janice um, came to the table with her mother and sat down next to me. And they ran. They were a little late. And she said, I'm sorry I'm late. I was just coming from Sloan Kettering. I, I just had chemotherapy. And she sat down. She was as beautiful as ever. No hair, no eyebrows. 
but just absolutely stunningly gorgeous and just so full of life and so um, lovely. And I just sat back and I said, I, I can't like, like this woman just came from chemotherapy and, and she's this wonderful. I said, I, I really have to get to know this woman. This woman is very, very special. Um, and so I'm blessed that I did get to meet her through Steve Verderosa. Uh, I, I consequently um, had dinner with her yet again, her and a very dear friend of hers a little bit later on. So I got to know her even further. Um, at the end of the day, though, she's in hospice care right now. She's a very rare form of cancer. She's a singer-songwriter and extremely, extremely talented. She has a song out right now called Dance You Out of My Head that she wrote uh, for her son, Lauren, and is now top 40 on the billboards, number one on TikTok, number one in Australia. It's just, I'm, I'm sure you have heard this story outside of sports. It's, it's very, very special. Um, and I, I just, I, I have this clip. This is, this is a Fox TV station down in the DC area who did this story on her just to give you a little bit more insight on, um, on her story and, and what the situation is right now. Let's listen in. The local musician releasing her final song as she enters hospice care while fighting cancer. Kat Janis wrote it with her seven-year-old son and has now signed the rights over to him in hopes of leaving something behind. I have what's called a Ewings-like CIC rearranged non-small cell something-something sarcoma, which is there's only like maybe a hundred of them documented in the world. Kat Janis is sharing her final wish from her hospice bed. On January 15th, Kat found out she's in the final days of her life. I'm sitting here on oxygen and pain I'm trying to take advantage of this time that kind of God's given me. I didn't think I was going to make it through the week. Her song came out January 19th, a day before her 31st birthday. Just under a week, Dance You Out of My Head has racked up hundreds of thousands of plays and is now charting worldwide. To wake up in the middle of the night to it is charting on iTunes charts at number five in the world and number one in Australia and I'm shocked. Don't get me wrong, it's exciting, it's really fun and it makes me feel amazing to hear that people really love the music and the song and appreciate it but there is very much that, I mean I wake up in the morning and you know I cough up stuff and I'm sick and I'm scared. The inspiration for the song came from a car ride with her son. I remember looking in the back seat and he had had his window down and the sun was in his face and the, you know, the warm breeze was in his hair and, and uh, we were just kind of bouncing around and having a good time and that's kind of actually my little memory with that with that song. Janice transferred the rights to the song to her son, which means all the proceeds will now go directly to him. Any amount of the song that is mine is going into a little trust fund for my son, so to be there if I'm not. While Kat isn't sure how much time she has left, she says she hopes her son remembers. That she fought really, really hard, you know, that she gave it her all. No matter what, through all of this, if things don't work out, things do. If a miracle happens and find some kind of a treatment, I just want him to know that to the very, very end, I was thinking of him and I fought as hard as I possibly could. Very special woman, very uh, sad but special story and, uh, and, and just an unbelievable story that now this song is at the top of the charts and uh, has really taken over not just the United States but the world. Steve Bertarosa joins us next here on 98.7 ESPN.